This is Tina Douglas, and you're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast with your host, my husband, Liam Douglas. Enjoy! Greetings, everybody. You're listening to the Liam Photography Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Douglas, and this is episode 91. I want to take a moment right now to thank all of my listeners for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you might get your podcasts. And also to remind you to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, which I'll talk more about at the tail end of this episode. So for this week's episode, I wanted to do something a little bit different and talk about the recent uh, seven-week trip that my wife and I took from Atlanta. We took a break from the Atlanta area and went back home to New York and Pennsylvania to visit family and friends, children, and grandchildren. And it was a lot of fun. I took my roadcaster with me so that I could record my episodes while I was up there. But for this week, I want to share some of the photos that I took on my trip while I was up there. So you may want to check out this episode on YouTube on the Liam Photography channel, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes for this episode. I'll also put the images in the uh, show notes for this episode at liamphotographypodcast.com so you can check them out there for yourself. So... The first place I went, uh, now one day while we were up there, I decided to just go out and shoot because I didn't have anything else going on. And I like to do that no matter where I am, whether it's here in the Atlanta area or back home visiting family. So the first place that I took a picture of as I drove from New York State down across the state line into northeastern Pennsylvania is this shot of a store called Shedden's Wholesale. Now, this is located in Facet, Pennsylvania, right across the state line from Elmira, New York area. And Shedden's has been in business for a long time. I used to shop there all the time when I lived back up in that area, which is where I grew up. And I grew up in Troy, which is uh, just about, uh, I think, 12 or 15 miles from Facet. And so I used to go in the Shedden's all the time. And I actually went to school with the Shedden kids. Uh, This place is a fantastic little store in the country, and I just pulled off along the side of Route 14 and snapped a shot of it early in the morning with my Fujifilm GFX50R. Now, as you can see, the image has a beautiful amount of sunlight in it, and now I did add in the sunlight using Luminar 4, Uh, the AI sky replacement feature because it was kind of overcast that day and the sky looked really crappy. So I thought I'd punch it up a little bit. And I think it made the image really, really pop. And I just love the colors there. You can see that some of the grass is already starting to turn brown, of course, because we're getting into the fall season. Now, most of the trees in the background were still green. There's a couple of them that were starting to turn already. But for the most part, most of them we're still fairly green because it's early in the fall season, you know, September, getting ready to go into fall. And then, of course, wintertime with all the lovely snow and ice that I prefer to avoid. That's one of the reasons why I moved south. But I thought that was a really, really fantastic image. 
Now, the next one that I took, um, as I was driving back towards my hometown of Troy, I decided to take a, a side detour up into a small rural area that's known as Schnedekerville. No, you didn't hear me incorrectly. It's actually called Schnedekerville. And I have a couple of high school classmates that actually grew up on a good-sized farm up in this area. So this one, I was just up driving around the dirt road in the general area. I was trying to remember where my classmate's family farm was, but I wasn't 100% certain. And I didn't want to do too much, you know, driving back and forth, making people nervous, stuff like that, especially with all the craziness that's going on in the world right now. So I decided to, as I was headed back down towards Route 14, I just stopped. Uh, along the edge of the road, got out with my GFX 50R with my Lawa 17mm F40D, and I snapped a picture of the dirt road as it heads back down to Route 14. I really love this image. I didn't have to do any sky replacement on this one. I shot this one on a different day, so the sky was better that day. We got a nice blue sky. We got tons of white fluffy clouds. You have the fields on both sides of the road, and you can even make out the a couple of twin silos at a farm that's down further, uh, closer to Route 14, you know, in the direction that I was facing. So you can see those off in the distance. And again, a lot of green trees and rolling hills and mountains in the background. So I just thought it made for a really nice, serene country scene. Um, so that's kind of why I shot that one. I really like that one. I think it turned out fairly nicely. Now the next image that I captured, this one was a little more playful. Uh, so up in the Elmira slash Southport area of New York, where my wife and I were staying with our kids, uh, one of the local garages, uh, auto repair places, actually had these two vehicles sitting out along the street and they're replicas of Lightning McQueen and Mater from the Cars movies, which of course my grandkids love. They love to watch those movies along with the Despicable Me and the Minions. Those are their favorite films. And I thought this was pretty cool. The guy did a really nice job with the detail on, on making these vehicles look like the, fairly similar to the ones in the movies. And again, this was a nice day where I had a beautiful blue sunny sky with lots of fluffy white clouds. So that always makes it for a pleasing image. And you can see all the shrubs and trees and grass are still fairly green in this shot. Uh, most of it hadn't started turning yellow to brown at this point. But I just thought that was a cool image. My grandkids really loved it. I shot several of them from different angles of the vehicles, even from behind. Um, which is funny because on the rear window of the tow, uh, of the Mater tow truck <laughs> and vinyl lettering in the back windshield, it says happier than a tornado in a trailer park, <laughs> which of course was one of Mater's phrases, I think in the first Cars movie. Okay. So next up, I finally made it down into my hometown of Troy. And as I was coming in on Route 14, I decided to stop at Elpron Community Park. Now, for those of you that aren't from the area, Elpron Park is where the Troy senior football players, that's where their football field is. There's also a horse racing track uh, for horses with the small buggies behind them, that kind of horse racing. And uh, it's also uh, the field that the Troy High School uses for track. Uh, when they have track meets against other schools at home. 
they put up this newer sign, which is really nice. I really like that. And I figured I'd just shoot uh, a quick shot of the sign just for the heck of it. Uh, they do have park camping there now where you can park your RVs. And Troy, believe it or not, even though it's a small town of only about 3,000 people, actually has one of the most popular fairs every summer that happens in August. And believe it or not, people actually come from all over the world. I'm not talking all over the U.S., but all over the world to attend the Troy Fair, which always blew my mind. And they've actually had some really large uh, music acts at the Troy Fair in the past. Um, I know they got Survivor there. They've had Billy Joel there, I believe, uh, Bruce Springsteen. They've had a lot of country artists there. Uh, Reba McIntyre, I believe, has been there at least once. Um, I can't remember if Dolly Parton has or not, um, but Trisha Yearwood's been there and quite a few others. Um, so it's pretty interesting that such a small town fair can draw, you know, people from all over the globe and even get some of the biggest recording artists in the industry. It's pretty mind-blowing. All right, so the next image I captured, this is in Columbia Crossroads, Pennsylvania, which is between Troy and Facet, where the first image was taken at Shedden's. Uh, this here was Murray's Grocery Store, and uh, the Murray family had this business for a very long time. I used to shop at this place frequently as well, and I actually went to high school with Mr. Murray's son, Troy, and uh, so I've known the family for a long time. I've heard a from people in the area that the building is up for sale or maybe it was recently bought and I know they're hoping to, they're planning to keep it a small country store. So that'll be really cool. And it's actually a combination. So the store is the longer part where you see the Coca-Cola sign and the Murray's grocery sign and then the portion that breaks off to the left uh, back towards Troy is actually a nice house where the family lived. And you can see the backside of the house with the deck uh, past the pickup truck on the backside of the image. So this was a great little store to go to. Like I said, I went there quite a lot when I was younger. Uh, the Murrays are wonderful people. Uh, I've always had a fondness for those folks. Really, really good folks. And the next one I have is from Woody's Country Store. Now, Woody's sits between... Murray's that I just showed you and Shedden's at the beginning. Woody sits uh, midway between those two stores um, in a small town called Gillette. Now, Woody's is a really awesome country store. It's been there for a long, long time. And you can see it's a good sized building. Um, it's actually pretty much a full blown grocery store. Uh, they do uh, fresh meats, you know, freshly butchered meats and stuff like that. Um, my wife and my daughter. Um, and I went there with, and we had one of our grandkids with us and we went there and bought some steaks to grill. Um, one of the days that we were up there, I bought us some ribeyes to cook on the grill for everybody. And, uh, they also sell some really cool stuff in there. I picked up some pocket knives while I was there. I'd eyeballed a crossbow pistol, but I didn't pull the trigger on that. I want to see if I can find one that's uh, a little bit higher end and, and more powerful. Cause I do want to get back into, uh, archery. I uh, haven't done that for a long time. So I'm looking to, to possibly get into that again. I think it'd be pretty cool. All right. Now, the next place that I found is uh, also in uh, Gillette slash Facet area. And there's this uh, old building that was called the Country Cupboard. And it was a butcher shop. They did freshly butchered meats, beef, pig, chickens, all of that stuff. 
Uh, and it was in business for quite a long time, and it was sad to see that now the building sits uh, empty, the windows are all boarded up and everything. And I'm not sure, I think it might be for sale, uh, but I would have to double check on that. But it got me thinking, and I'd been kicking around this idea for a while now, as all of my listeners know, I'm currently working on a personal project called Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, where I'm traveling to all 159 counties to try to document as many small business buildings that are now abandoned as possible, and also try to get you know as much historical information on them as I possibly can. So uh, um, this one got me thinking that when I get done with my Forgotten Pieces of Georgia, I think I'm going to spend some time back in my home state and do another project and book series on Pennsylvania. So that's exciting, and that's something that will definitely be coming down the road. It'll be a couple of years yet, but it is something that I'm going to start working on in the near future once I wrap up my Georgia project. So definitely stay tuned uh, for any updates on that future project. Now, a couple of images that I forgot. Uh, I should have shuffled them up further in the order. Uh, so this next one, image eight, is the sign going into my hometown of Troy, Pennsylvania. Um, they've got a beautiful sign up there. The old one uh, was getting pretty rough looking, so it's good to see they put a new colorful sign up and they have a flower bed, some shrubs around it. And it says Troy, Pennsylvania, established in 1845. So my hometown is a fairly old town. Uh, it's not one of the oldest in the country, but it's fairly old. And uh, it, believe it or not, Bradford County, which is the county that my hometown is in, was actually at one time the dairy capital of the United States a very, very long time ago. Uh, but I was glad to see that they did put up uh, a new sign that welcomes people into Troy. This sits along uh, Route 6 as you're or, yeah, Route 6 as you're coming into town from Tawanda. Um, or also 6 and 14 kind of run together through Troy. So if you're coming down 14 from the Elmira, Gillette, Facet area, um, you would turn right as you reach the end of 14 where it merges with 6 and you'd come up through town and pass this sign. Uh, but I was glad to see they, they have a new colorful sign up with some flowers and everything. I think it looks pretty nice. And the next image, image Nine is a wide shot of Troy Area Senior High School. Now, this is the school that I actually graduated from back in 1989. And it looks like they've been doing a pretty good job of keeping the building up to, uh, you know, up to date, clean and all that good stuff. Remodeled and renovated. Looks really nice. It looks like they repainted all the white trim and they keep it power washed fairly regularly because the red brick uh, looks fantastic. Um, I didn't want to wander too far into the parking lot um, because, I, you know, there was a lot of people there at the time and I didn't want to make anybody nervous. So I just shot from the far end of the parking lot uh, just to get an image for nostalgia purposes, I guess you could say. Now, this next image is cool. I like this image. This is up at Seneca Lake in New York State, in the uh, upper part of New York State to where we were. And this, if you know anything about the Seneca Lake area, it's wine country. Uh, and you can actually go on wine tours. There's a lot of vineyards and a lot of different winemakers along the main road. And you can just stop and you can get what they call a flight of wines where you pick a category, whether it's uh, 
sweet or bitter or dry or whatever the case may be. And for a few bucks, they'll bring you out, you know, five glasses with small samples of each of their wines in that category, and you can try them out. So it can be a lot of fun. You can you can find a lot of interesting wines if you're into that stuff. I'm not so much. I don't really care for wine unless it's a really sweet wine. And, and most of the vineyards, you know, the ones they label sweet weren't actually sweet. Um, but the cool thing is, is they did also have a distillery up there that made some unique whiskey. So uh, my daughter Heather's boyfriend, Tim, and I checked out some of those when we stopped at that place while the girls, my daughters and daughter-in-law and my wife were all trying the wines. Tim and I were trying the whiskeys. <laughs> uh, but I thought this was a great shot oh, over one of the vineyards at Seneca Lake. You can see the lake there in the background, a nice blue and white sky. And everything is still fairly green. You got the vineyard in the foreground. So you got all the grapes there that are growing. And I just thought it made for, you know, a really cool landscape shot. Now, while I was up there, I got uh, quote unquote roped into doing a senior portrait shoot for one of my high school classmates. Uh, she reached out to me through Facebook and asked if I could do the senior portraits for her son, Devin. Um, so I agreed to do that. So we did his uh, senior portraits up at their home. Uh, they have a beautiful place in the country, her and her, Jennifer and Chris. And uh, they, I mean, it's just beautiful scenery up there. They have a good chunk of land and it's just lovely up there. So we did the shoot up there, you know, because of the whole pandemic thing and, you know, all that crap going on. So we decided to just do the photo shoot at their house. So this first image is their son, Devin, with his lacrosse net. And he's got his lacrosse, uh, I guess it's called a stick. I'm going to say, <laughs> and he's wearing one of his lacrosse outfits. And we had great sunny blue skies with white clouds that day. And I really loved this shot because as I took it, I noticed that there was a beam of sunlight that was coming down pretty much directly to him. So I thought it made for a really cool effect. And I know his mom liked it a lot as well. So I thought that was a really, just a really cool uh, uh, scene with that beam of sunlight coming down. Image, uh, let's see, image 12 is another shot of him, this time standing up, and he's kind of got his back to the camera, and he's looking at me over his left shoulder. Uh, again, I like this shot. Um, it shows his sporting side, uh, you know, the, the, the athlete side of him, the sport that he likes to play in high school. And we got all the beautiful green trees and grass around him with the blue sky and white clouds, you know, through the branches of the trees. You can't see them a lot, but you can tell that they're there. And I just thought that was a really nice shot. Then we also did some more playful shots. I got some, some shots of him with his uh, bicycle. He has a BMX bike or a mountain bike. I'm not sure which one it is. I think it might be more of a mountain bike. Um, so I took this shot of him in their backyard, just sitting on his bike, being kind of casual. He's wearing a Fox t-shirt, um, which if you're not familiar, Fox is a company that makes a lot of safety gear for uh, motorcycle racing, BMX racing, and stuff like that. They make helmets, the padding, and, and all that good stuff to keep the riders safe. All right, for image 14, I got a shot of him doing a wheelie on his bike in the backyard. He's got his hat on backwards and some cool sunglasses on. And, you know, I wanted to take some playful ones that I could give him so that he has them if he wants to put them on his social media or something like that. I thought it would be cool to include some of those, 
you know, less formal type uh, senior portrait shots. Now, image 15, I have a shot of Devin with their dog, and I'm having a brain cramp right now. I can't remember the name of their dog off the top of my head, but he was a really friendly Rottweiler. Um, good pose here. We got the dog to sit and behave himself, and he's got his tongue out, um, and he's sitting next to Devin, so that's a really great shot. And, of course, we got all the green foliage in the background. Devin's sitting on a tree stump, which makes for a good stool, and he's got his faithful companion companion next to him. Now I did get a, uh, got another shot of him and the dog where he's kneeling beside the dog and uh, scratching him behind the ears. And I thought this one turned out really good as well. Devin's got a great smile on his face and the, the dog looks fairly happy. He's got his tongue out still. Um, I just thought it made for a really cool image of man and man's best friend. Now for image 17, the, one of the other things that Devin is into is welding. Uh, so we had him bring out his welding cart and we have this metal American flag um, that he actually made in uh, shop class, I think it was, or something like that. And I thought it was a really cool piece, so I wanted to include that in this scene. And of course, he's got his welding shirt on and his welding helmet, which is also painted red, white, and blue. So it matches the metal flag that's in the shot with him. And, uh, you know, of course, again, we got the blue sky and white clouds and a lot of greenery, some brown grass, because like I said, it was starting to change. It's that time of year. Uh, but another good, strong image, at least in my opinion, and his mom really liked it. Image 18, I have uh, a shot of Devin next to his uncle's Mustang GT, uh, 5.0 liter. So we shot this one um, in the driveway at their house. And I, I, I knew it was going to make for great images because the color red that the Mustang is really pops in photographs uh, as long as you get your exposure and everything good. And this one looks fantastic. You know, Devin's got a great smile on his face. He's on one knee, kneeling by the front corner of the car on the driver's side and just kind of leaning on the vehicle. So I thought that looked uh, pretty cool. All right, let me take a break here for a second and then we'll continue with the show. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the Liam Photography Podcast. You can visit the homepage for the show at liamphotographypodcast.com. Additionally, you can call or text the show with comments, questions, or future episode requests at area code 470-294-8191. You can email the show at liam at liamphotographypodcast.com. Also, be sure to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group, and you can find us on Twitter at liamphotoat. You can tweet us there. Just insert the hashtag Liam Photo Podcast. All right, now back to the show. And we're back. Now, the next image I have, image 19, is another shot of Devin with his uncle's Mustang. Now, for this shot, we actually moved the car out and parked it along the country road that runs up the hill past their house. Um, this is in uh, the Pine City, New York area, and it's really ironic because my high school friends um, actually own a property that's just a couple miles down the hill and around the corner from where my wife's parents' property is. So it was kind of interesting that I ended up driving almost all the way to my in-law's house to do this photo shoot. Uh, but again, you know, the Mustang looks fantastic with its red, 
and uh, the lights on the front there look really cool. And he's wearing his Fox uh, racing shirt again, leaning against the car. And we got all the beautiful green trees. And you can see the road go up past him in the car and kind of curve away into the distance as it goes out of focus. Uh, so I thought this was a really, really nice image. It was another one that, uh, that he and his mom really loved. I had him do uh, another shot where he was standing at the back of the car with the hood popped up. Um, so you could see the louver fins in each side of the hood. Uh, they're positioned on either side of him where he's standing in the middle right behind the car. Um, just standing there casually with his feet crossed and his arms or arms folded over and crossed. And I thought it looked really good. Um, his mom was saying that she wished that the, that the road going by their house was nicer. But, you know, it's like, what are you going to do? You live out in the country. Uh, uh, the state or county or whoever probably only read blacktops that road every hundred years. <laughs> I don't think they do it very often, that's for sure. Um, the next one, uh, this is image 21, is another shot of him with the Mustang, and he's just sitting beside it with his back up against the car, and we got the hood popped up, so you can see just a little bit of the engine. Um, I just thought it made for a really cool shot. Uh, again, it would have been nice if the asphalt in front of him was in better condition, but, you know, again, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, if the county or state's too lazy to re-blacktop the road, there ain't a whole lot we can do about it, but complain. <laughs> and the last shot I wanted to include from Devin's photo shoot is this one with him standing in front of the Mustang, still, you know, beside the road, out in front of their house, and he's just got his arms crossed and he's leaning back against the car thought made for a really nice, strong image of him. And uh, both he and his mom really love this shot. And of course you got the blue sky and the clouds behind him. And in this position, we got most of the grass and everything that was turning for fall out of the shot. Everything's more green here. We have a little bit on the right-hand side, on the opposite side of the road, some of the leaves on that tree are starting to turn. They're getting really, getting to a really faded green, getting ready to go to a yellow or brown. Um, so it was good timing to get this shot, but I had a lot of fun doing this shot for them. Uh, like I said, they're old friends from high school. So I figured, you know, why not, uh, help them out. She was having, the mom was having trouble finding a, a photographer in the area that would do senior portraits, you know, because of all the pandemic stuff going on. Now, before we left, and this was something I knew I wanted to do when I first got up there. Um, I told my wife I wanted to visit the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon. Now, a lot of people probably don't know, but yes, Pennsylvania has its own Grand Canyon. It's nowhere as big and spectacular as the one in Arizona, of course. Um, but we do have a cool little canyon of our own um, in Wellsboro, Pennsylvania. And I hadn't been there in probably 30 years. And I was like, yeah, I really need to get up there and get some photos. Now, unfortunately, this was towards the tail end of our time up there, and the only day we had available to go, because it was myself and my wife and our daughter Heather and, and our two grandsons, uh, Sean and Jonathan, went with us, and uh, also one of my granddaughters went with us as well, Cadence, and um, it was a rainy day. I mean, it, the weather sucked, it really upset me because I was hoping to get a decent day, but, you know, what are you going to do? You can't control Mother Nature, so. But uh, this next image, image 23, is one of the ones I took from the up at the top of the of the Grand Canyon, Pennsylvania Grand Canyon. And I was just shooting down into the canyon, and I saw this really cool old cabin sitting all the way at the bottom of the canyon. So I figured I'd take a shot of it. Now, unfortunately, I didn't have a good 
telephoto lens with me. Um, there wasn't a whole lot I could do about that, but um, I shot this one, I think, with my EOS R, my Canon EOS R with the 24 to 105, and that's as close as I can get to that cabin. So it gives you an idea of how far down it is. Um, I would love to someday hike the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon before I get too old and feeble, but it is 62 miles long. Uh, the trail that runs through it. So I don't know if I'm going to pull that off, <laughs> pull that off at my age. And I highly doubt the wife's going to want to walk that, hike that with me. So <laughs> that is very, very long. Uh, here's another shot that I took at the canyon. This is from the top of the canyon. And uh, just looking off to the left-hand side. So it's down away from where that uh, cabin was. And I just kind of shot straight across. And you can see that it's really overcast. There's a lot of clouds, uh, darker clouds and, and fog and all that stuff going on. So, yeah, it was kind of a stinker that uh, the only day I had that I could get up there, the weather had to be horrible. But, you know, I did get some images. This is another one looking off to the right. You can see the river that runs through the canyon there um, in the midsection. And, of course, a lot more fog and clouds and all that stuff. And you can see that the foliage is already changing for fall. Um, I just thought it made for a cool shot, even though the sky wasn't uh, what I wanted. But, you know, what are you going to do? Again, you can't control Mother Nature. Um, but I did get several shots. This is another one uh, going up to the right from the upper observation area. The previous one was from the lower observation area. Um, so you can see the river is more prominent in this one in the foreground. And uh, again, you know, tons of clouds and fog and all of that stuff. Uh, but there is still a lot of lush green green in the image. So I thought that made for an interesting capture. I really like that one. I shot that one with my GFX 50R um, using my Fujinon 50 millimeter lens. And this last one is another shot off to the right. Uh, this one from the lower observation area so that's why it's a little more prominent in the foreground here and you can see the trail and the, and the river running through the canyon down here on the lower right as it goes up towards the left hand side of the screen and let's see here and then my wife and i one of the last days we were there we went up to her parents property just to walk through the woods uh, she and I both like to do that kind of stuff, to just be out in nature and the peace and quiet and just walk around. And her parents have a fairly large chunk of land up there. Um, now, her parents don't own the property anymore. Her brother Murray actually does. Uh, he took ownership of the property um, when my wife's parents were got to the point where they were too old to, to live up there on the hill and take care of it themselves. So... Uh, this image here, image 28, is just a shot looking up through the woods from uh, her parents' property. Or no, I'm sorry, this is down through the woods, going down in front of their house. Their house would be on the right-hand side of the image. Um, this is looking back down their driveway, um, which goes on down around past the trees, connects with the dirt road, then goes all the way down the hill. And when you get to the very bottom of the hill, if you were to turn right and go up a little ways and turn left and go up the next hill, you would be at um, Jennifer and Chris's house where I did that photo shoot. Uh, but I just thought this made a great image. Uh, the driveway's always been just dirt and grass um, for as long as I've known my in-laws. Uh, but it's so beautiful up there. I mean, it's so peaceful and, and quiet. And it's just nice to be up there and connect with nature. Now, this one here is the one <laughs> I accidentally was talking about at first. This one's the shot going up into the woods past their house. 
um, as my wife Tina and I were out hiking that day, I just shot a, uh, took a shot of this because I love the, the way the road just disappears into the trees in the background there. I just, you know, thought it made for an interesting shot. So I snapped that one. Um, now, wrapping up, right before we left, uh, the last full day that we were there, um, which was Monday the 14th before we left on Tuesday to head down to Raleigh, I wanted to do some photos of my youngest grandkids. Now, these are uh, the grandchildren from my son, Alex, and my daughter-in-law, Suli. And they had a baby girl. They finally had a girl. Suli always wanted a girl. She had three boys, and uh, they finally got a girl. And the, my granddaughter, Callie, was born last year, about a month or so after Tina and I came back home after our Christmas break. So we we missed out on her birth, but I wanted to get some shots of her while I was up there. And I'm not going to post a ton of shots of her, um, but I did want to share this one I shot at Chapel Park just because I thought it was a really cool shot of her sitting in the grass. She's got her beautiful little white knit booties on. And a nice outfit. The You can't see all of the text, but the little pink t-shirt she's wearing underneath her jacket says the snuggle is real. <laughs> and she's just such an adorable little angel. I mean, look at that face. How could you not love that cute little face? But that is our youngest of our 11 grandkids. She uh, turned seven months old while we were up there. So she's fairly young yet. But you can tell she's super smart. The way she observes her two bro older brothers, the, the third, second and third boys that were born, the oldest son is out of the house now. Uh, the way she watches her brothers Kendrick and Jameson, you can tell she's you know her she's working things out in her head. The gears are turning. You can just tell by the way she observes everything that uh, she and I have a feeling she's going to be a daredevil. So <laughs> she is such an adorable little thing, though. And, of course, I included a shot of her brothers. Uh, this is Kendrick going down the slide at the park where we were. Now, I know it's not perfectly sharp focus because he was going down the slide as I took the shot. And I was using my GFX 50R medium format mirrorless, which, of course, they're not made for action photography. But I thought it still turned out pretty decent. You can make a space out really well. It just doesn't have super tack sharp focus like I would love to have on it. Um, and the same with the, the shot of his brother, Jameson, going down the slide. He's a little more blurry because he was already hauling butt down the slide when I was able to take the shot. Um, but again, it's just great to see these adorable little guys. I love looking at pictures of them. They're so cute. Um, the three, So that's my, uh, my three youngest grandchildren, Callie, Kendrick, and Jameson. And uh, they're just beautiful, beautiful kids. Uh, I love them to death. All right, I'm going to get ready to wrap up this episode 91 of the Liam Photography Podcast. I want to thank all of my listeners once again for subscribing, rating, and reviewing in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else that you might be listening to your podcasts. Now, remember to check out the Liam Photography Podcast Facebook group. It is a private group, and you must answer a security question to join. The security question is named the host of the show, which is myself, Liam. And I've also opened it up to allow you to give the names of a previous guest on the show, such as Ruben Naha, Jill Mott, John Harvell, Jeff Harmon, and Brett Bergram from the Master of Photography Podcast, model, actress, and geologist Ellie Cat and her boyfriend and partner in Adventure Dan. So any of those names will get you in as well. Now, I made it a private group so that we don't uh, hopefully prevent getting bots and spammers. 
Now, once you're in the group, feel free to post your own original work. Please do not share someone else's photos, even with their permissions, as that will get you banned from the group. If you would like a creative criticism or critique of your images, you can post them with the comment CC please, and myself or another pro in the group would be happy to give you some pointers. Now, additionally, once in the group, be sure to enter the summer contest in which the show is giving away a KNF Concepts carbon fiber tripod slash monopod combination. The contest runs through October 25th, 2020 at midnight, going into Sunday the 26th, and the winner will be selected on Sunday, October 26, 2020, and contacted to claim their prize. You can also find my work at www.liamphotography.net. You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at liamphotoatl. And if you like abandoned buildings and history, you can find my project at www.forgottenpiecesofgeorgia.com. Now remember, the first book goes on sale November 9th, 2020, so stay updated via the site or the Facebook group for updates on my media appearances and when I'll be doing book signings. All right, that'll wrap up this episode, and I will see you all again in another seven days for episode 92. Thank you.